Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. I am doing a big push to rate and review this podcast. On Apple Podcasts, I now have 19 ratings and one more review since last week. Thank you so much. But I'm looking for many more. You can only rate once. So if you're saying that, hey, I've rated every episode, you can only do it once. And yeah, kind of stinks, right? Because <laughs> I've had people say to me, wait a minute, I've, I've rated three of your episodes. Even though you're able to submit it, you can only rate podcasts on Apple Podcasts as a whole, not by the individual episode. So just so you know it, these ratings and reviews are vital to keep this podcast going. So please go on and do me a favor and give me five stars. I also want to say why I keep saying five stars is because this happened to me in healthcare when a hospital asked me to do a survey and it also happened to me at Nissan. So I bought my car at Nissan. The salesman said to me, listen, we're going to send you out a survey. And if you like everything we did here today, please only give us five stars. Anything else is a failure. So of course I did it because I was happy with service. Same exact principle with Apple Podcasts. Anything else is a failure than five stars. This is season two, episode 12, Parallel Universes and Simultaneous Lives or Past Lives. A big thanks to Tracy Shannon on this topic. She guided me on today's topic and was a huge help. She is going to be returning to discuss channeling. Now you remember her as the animal communicator from season one, but she also is a channel or channeler who channels a multidimensional being and she's amazing. So that's something to look forward to. I've been heavily researching Dolores Cannon, who is a hypnotherapist who specialized in past life regression for almost 50 years. She departed this earth in 2014. Since the 1960s, when past lives, simultaneous lives, and parallel universes were not on the general public's radar, Canon hypnotically regressed subjects. And what I mean by subjects is I mean human beings, people like us, who came forth as otherworldly beings to explain the universe and its many complex components to us. So what would happen is she would put a subject or a person under hypnosis, and they would channel an otherworldly or a multidimensional being. I've been listening to her book, The Convoluted Universe. She's written so many. She's so prolific. This book is on metaphysical theories and explanations provided by her hypnosis subjects. They include all the topics that we're covering today, plus Atlantis, the pyramids, vibration, energy, dimensions, and other mind-bending topics. Most of this is common knowledge with movies like The Matrix or The Law of Attraction or documentaries on the sci-fi channel. But imagine hearing all of these topics thoroughly explained via your subjects who you thought were going to just be hypnotized to reveal their past lives. And no matter where you travel all over the world, these multidimensional beings are speaking to you via their human subject. And in the early 1960s, the New Age movement and metaphysics weren't very well known. So imagine how trippy that is. And that's what I really like about her book is she has this newborn innocence, this curiosity, this ambition to keep pursuing metaphysics and quantum physics. And she was a housewife from Arkansas living off her husband's military pension. That's amazing. 
And her daughter continues her empire and legacy today. What's the lesson in all this? Never underestimate a housewife from Arkansas. A parallel universe is a universe in another realm. So as you're listening to this podcast, we live here on earth, knowing and living out our existence in this universe, a universe we know, the life we know. But an infinite number of parallel universes to ours exists, and we do cross over into them all the time. Often the differences are subtle. As Canon says, it can only be a grain of sand that's different between each of the universes. So I was thinking of a really good example of this, and it brought me back to one of my favorite episodes, one of my most downloaded episodes that people love is Druidry with Michael Sebastian, and he was so great. So definitely listen to that episode if you have not. And he talks about managing a 17th century grove and how he walked into the grove one day and the trees were in this strange otherworldly formation. And that elevated his metaphysical self and brought him to Druidry. And I was wondering, I haven't asked him, I'd, I'd like him to come back on and answer this question. When he walked into the grove that day, did he feel he was in a parallel universe? Or when he walks into the grove almost every day, does he feel like he enters a parallel universe and comes back? And I thought that was a really good example of it. So let's move in a little closer. If we think of consciousness, we dream up this universe, right? If you think of the concept of the matrix, our natural state is source. So basically from the idea of consciousness, we are just in a dream. Our life is a dream that we are imagining and that we are creating. Then we have to take into account decision-making, right? There's different versions of us every time we make a decision. Now, some people believe it's every single decision you make, which would mean you have I don't even know, millions upon millions of, let's say, parallel lives and parallel universes you create, or is it just the really significant decisions? A good example is marriage. Let's say that I was at a point in my life where I was going to marry this person and I was hesitant, so I decided not to. I stayed single. That would create from the minute I made that decision, the parallel universe of me marrying that person. So I have me in my reality, still single, but then there's that other reality I created to where I'm married. So why is my awareness in this reality? This is what is reality to me. This is what is presence to me. This is the life I'm living. Why is that? It's because, and I love that Dolores Cannon says this because this is the best explanation I've heard in a long time. It's where we focus our energy. So my energy, I'm just, again, using this example, my energy is focused on me in this reality being single, for example. Let's take another example. Let's say that I buy a lottery ticket and I have a photographic memory with numbers. So I look at the ticket memorize the numbers, but I'm like, eh, I never win this stuff. So I just throw it out. The next day I found out I threw out the winning lottery ticket and I can't get it back. It's somewhere where I threw it out and it's gone and it's done. When I threw out the lottery ticket and made that decision, that created two parallel universes. One where I threw out the lottery ticket, 
the other one where I actually did keep the ticket and I won. So we don't have the capability to cross over, but sometimes it happens. I think it happens. This is me personally, not Dolores Cannon. I think it happens all the time in the dream state. I had a dream and trust me, I'm not going to go on to dream interpretation because I don't like to talk about that. But I had a dream about three weeks ago that I still can't stop thinking about. And it was so vivid and it was so real. And by the way, I am always a vivid, lucid dreamer. Last night I had a series of vivid, lucid dreams. That is my normal state. So for me to remember this dream from weeks ago and think, no, 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 I was really there. I was really in Paris with my old friend. I think that I crossed over into a parallel universe in my sleep. I have a couple crazy stories for you where I want to talk about where I believe I went into parallel universes. About, I would say, a few months ago, I decided to go to the liquor store in my town, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but it is because I really don't drink. And I say that, and I had half a bottle of wine last night for Valentine's Day, but whatever. (laughs) But normally I don't drink because of, you know, my stomach issues and all that. I go to this liquor store and this liquor store isn't this strip mall type store. It's kind of that old world, that old type of bookstore looking store. So I walk in and I stop in my tracks. I see a man. So I want to be honest, he's wearing a mask to be up front. I did not see that part of his face. But from head to toe, he looked, I mean, to the T, exactly like my ex from Australia. And keep in mind, my ex from Australia is where? In Australia. I'm here in New York, right? I'm here in the United States. To, I mean, to a T, to the point, same height, same weight, same body type. My ex would roll his sleeves a certain way. The guy had his sleeves rolled in that strange way. My ex had this like spiky hair kind of, same thing, same glasses, same type of rims. He also wore these Converse shoes or chucks, but they were always a certain color. He was wearing that, same type of jeans. I mean, we're talking to the T. I walked around the store and I was I was still in shock, but I was like, okay, I have to get this wine. I walk around the store and he bumps into me accidentally and he said, oh, I'm sorry. And I could hear either a British or Australian accent come out of his mouth. Now, he didn't recognize me, but I, I definitely recognized him. Then I heard him talk to the store owner. He asked the store owner a question. And again, it was a British or Australian accent that came out of his mouth. And it was so freaky that I am convinced, and, and keep in mind, I called Saskia, I think, a couple days after and told her, I said, I've got to tell you what happened. It's too weird. I'm now convinced, studying all of this, that I walked into a parallel universe, one where maybe he didn't know me, we had never met, we had never dated, but there was something where I had walked into it. It had to be. It was strange. Now, I didn't feel strange that day. I didn't feel like I was in a any special enlightened vibration mood, anything. When I left the liquor store, I didn't feel any different. I was shook. I will say that. I think walking into a parallel universe sometimes, it's not this big thing that they make it on TV. I think it's just you walk in, you walk out. Another strange story I have 
is I was doing my job. I was a corporate flight attendant on a private jet and I could not find these two glasses. Now, when you're on a private jet, there's as many glasses as there are seats. And I'm talking wine glasses. So there's 14 seats or there can be 14 passengers maximum. There's 14 wine glasses, if that makes sense. And they put them in special holders so they don't fly all over the place when the plane is in turbulence, departing, landing, and they're often lit up. So they're in this case and in the case, the backlighting is on. I would have noticed if two glasses were missing. I would have said something to the pilots. I would have just asked. I would have gone back into the FBO and tried to get two more glasses. I'm sorry, the little small airport. This is not the corporate flight attendant podcast. This is two inches off the ground. Sorry, I'm using words I shouldn't. But I would have gone back into the storage room in the little airport and tried to get two glasses. I would have, that's something I would have noticed immediately because again, that glass case is lit up. There were 14 glasses there. The passengers did not drink. It was a short flight. There were only two people on the plane. I was back there with the passengers the whole time. All of a sudden, mid-flight, could not find these two glasses. They were just missing. They went missing. It was the strangest thing in the world. Strangest thing. And these passengers were nice, and all they had was their little purses with them. So I know they weren't stuffing wine glasses in. And they wouldn't be because these weren't special... Cartier wine glasses. They were just wine glasses. I couldn't believe it. And I searched the plane. They got off the plane. I searched that private jet everywhere you could possibly search, made sure it didn't go under anywhere. I asked the pilots, could not find them. And I'm convinced that it was something with a parallel universe. I'm convinced. It was just too weird. And then it happened to me again a couple months later. It was strange, very strange. So that's what I mean about the parallel universe. I don't think sometimes it has to be this big matrix movie making thing. I think you walk in, you do your thing, and then you come back to the universe that you know. Other parallel universe examples on a grander scale, the first one is Dolores Cannon talks about how she regressed a subject and he talks in detail about how an animal that no one could identify on earth, a tribesman or a hunter had brought back to this universe that we know. And no one had ever heard of this animal, seen this animal. It was an indescribable animal. And she was saying that that rarely happened. She said to have that energy, to take that animal out of its parallel universe and then bring it to this universe, she said it it rarely happens, but this is a case where it happened. Another example is the Bermuda Triangle. Now, the Bermuda Triangle, I know a lot of people say it's weather, and I'm not saying that it's not weather. It could be weather. But I also think it could be a parallel universe because they never find the people again. Like no one's found it again. It's too weird with the ships and with the planes. It's just too strange. That's another grander scale example of going into a parallel universe and not leaving. And if anyone watches the show Manifest, if you haven't, that's a great metaphysical show you should watch. I think it's on NBC. I watch it on... I can't remember. I think it's either on Hulu, Netflix, or Prime, one of those. But that is a show where the premise is all of these people get lost for a certain period of time in a parallel universe, and they're trying to figure out what this universe is and what happened to them. 
How do we recognize we've entered a parallel universe? Well, first thing is that I just talked about, there's strange occurrences, things you just can't explain. Things may look a touch different. You may not feel different. Most of the universes look the same, according to Dolores Cannon. Let's say that you walk the same path every day for a year. And there's this tree, it's a really big tree, and it has a branch that juts out at a 45 degree angle. So it's kind of an unusual angle, and it juts out into the road. And you actually have to walk around to make sure you don't hit this branch. And then one day, you're walking, and the branch has moved up 25 degrees. Now, it hasn't moved down to where it's falling and breaking. It's moved up 25 degrees to the point that you don't have to really walk around so much so you don't hit the branch. You can actually walk. You have more of the road to walk and you notice it and you say, okay, that's really strange. How did that branch move upwards? And then let's say you go on vacation and then you come back a week later and that branch is back at 45 degrees. That's an idea of maybe something small where you walked into a parallel universe that day. I just had an interesting experience that exemplifies the idea of our individual consciousness creating our reality. You have heard me talk about briefly that I had a financial crime committed against me that happened years ago, and the person went to prison for what they did to not only me, but other people. Let's just say I had an experience where someone that I know had shown this person's true colors. And this triggered in me the incident that happened with the financial crime. So unfortunately, it's been on my radar a lot. So now let's fast forward to several nights ago. I actually was studying a lot of this parallel universe, simultaneous universe, listening to it all day. And I decided to turn on the TV, turn on Netflix. And I was like, okay, let me watch something. It's 8 p.m. I stumble upon this show called Inventing Anna. I don't know if anyone's watched it yet. It's a really good show, but it's not metaphysical at all. It's based on the true story of this fake German heiress who took New York society for millions. She was an extreme con artist. This woman was just an ordinary person from Russia with no college degree, basically not much education. And uh, she was able to swindle all these people with their PhDs and their fancy titles and everything. So it's, it's a really interesting show. It was apparently, I'd never heard of it, but apparently it was like all the rage in New York society in 2019 when she had gotten arrested. It was in the New York Post and everyone talked about it. I had never heard about it until watching this show. But the point is, watching this show, I wonder if I invented it from my consciousness because it's about a con artist who swindles, exact same situation that I went through, uh, making up a fake identity as this person did with me. The stranger part is the private jet company that she stole a private jet from this woman in the series. I actually flew for that company for months. The other part is one of the companies that she attempted to take millions from, I flew with that owner for years. Oh, and another part is she goes on vacation to Marrakesh, Morocco. In the hotel she stays in, I actually was able to attend a cocktail party there 
and it's one of the most expensive hotels in the world. So it's just too weird. So it's like, did I invent this out of my consciousness because this has been triggered again from this other person that I've decided to take out of my life recently? To me, it's too much of a synchronicity. So I don't know what you think about that, but <sighs> woo. That was a lot to digest, right? Parallel universes, parallel lives, a lot to digest. So let's take a break and discuss some fun things like my metaphysical TV guide, a collection of 15 shows, movies, documentaries that will lift your vibration while watching TV because we all do it. It's such a great way to support this podcast and you get something for yourself. It's actually a really good exchange of energy. Also check out my sponsorship program, which has three tiers and is super affordable to get the word out about your business service book podcast or whatever else you would like to promote. Advertise authentically and check out freespiritpodcast.com backslash sponsor. And while you're there, look around for my other metaphysical services and products to support this podcast and most of all, support you. Let's move on to past lives or simultaneous lives. A concept that's becoming more popular is the idea of simultaneous lives or that you are living one long life at different vibrations. You think about past lives and that has a timeline to it, right? That has definite time to it. So I'll give you an example with my past lives. I feel that I was a slave owner's wife living in the 1860s down south and I witnessed the most horrible things that a human can witness and I stood by and I did nothing. That is one of my past lives. So if you think of it in regard to time, it's around the 1860s. Then around the turn of the century, meaning 1900, I was a British maid living in England who was basically a slave to this British family, rich British family. I had to take care of all these kids and I really didn't have a life or any time to myself and I was not happy, which is why I don't have kids in this lifetime. <laughs> And then if you keep moving on, I was a slave boy who was chained to a wall in what I believe is Southeast Asia. I was some type of child prisoner. I died chained to the wall. And that to me was somewhere around the 1970s. So there you go. So you have 1860s, 1900s, and then 1970s. So that is a clearer timeline of past lives. But with simultaneous lives, it's different because what that means is everything is in the now, the present. So those lives that I've regressed to and are on my radar, they're actually happening right now as I am living this life. Because when you think of higher metaphysics, quantum physics, if you think of outer space, if you think of all of these things, time is not linear. There's no linear quality to time. Humans, we put that linear quality to time. And it makes sense why we do. If you take that linear quality away, then everything is now and everything is in the present. There was a story I read. There was a young woman who had a searing pain in her right eye, right cheek. And it just came on with no warning. She was 
writhing in pain. She had to call an ambulance. They took her to the emergency room. In the emergency room, they were trying to help her, do x-rays, do the whole nine. They could not find anything wrong with her. Nothing. As soon as the pain came, it pretty much went because by the time she left the emergency room, there was no pain anymore. She had done some exploring of quote unquote past lives and found out that she was a soldier in battle who had been shot in the eye, in the cheek, that area, and had died in battle. And she actually was able to research it to the exact historical living person. So that's a good example because let's say if this soldier was living in, I'll just use the 1860s again. Let's say it was the Civil War, 1860s. And then she's having this pain now. It kind of doesn't make sense. It makes more sense with simultaneous lives if they're all happening at once. I have an example of where I think a simultaneous life really encroached on me in that way as well. I experienced a really bad pain in my tooth. It was excruciating. This was years ago. It was absolutely excruciating. It came out of nowhere. I couldn't figure it out. I remember I couldn't make an appointment with the dentist until the next day. I was writhing in pain all night. It was really bad. Went to the dentist. He did the x-rays. He did the thing. He said, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with this tooth. Now, I thought that I was going to get a root canal. I've never, knock on wood, gotten a root canal, but I imagine that's what the pain had felt like. Pain went away. No explanation for it. It's never happened again. So I wonder if a simultaneous life had crossed over to cause that extreme pain. And I wonder what happened. It's the idea also that Dolores Cannon illustrates it's where our focus is, where our energy is. And, you know, if you think about my simultaneous lives, they don't sound so fun, right? Like the slave owner's life, no. The being a pretty much a slave, no. Being an actual slave and chained to a wall, absolutely not. Those are not happy, joyous lives. But the life I'm living now, the one that is my reality, I'm happy in. Yeah, have I always been happy in it? No. But right now at this present moment, I'm happy. And it makes sense that where I focus my energy is right here, right here in this reality. And that's why to me, I am living this life and I am living in this reality. I'll still use the term past lives because it's understandable, but I know it's not the full story. Simultaneous lives make sense to me from a higher consciousness, higher vibrational perspective, and it's just a new way of looking at things. I hope I bench your mind today (laughs) just a little bit. Even if you knew all about this, you know, I hope it's a good refresher for you because it's a topic I wanted to do for a long time and I put in a lot of research. So I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, live your life two inches off the ground.